welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And, uh, boys, we have much to discuss today, uh, including uh, voting, politics, uh, the sexiest men in reformdom, and another kooky idea about church, uh, Church Home Global, which I can't wait to uh, suss out with you boys. But before we get into this, uh, Piper, tell us about Noah's Events Venues. Yeah, for listeners who've been around for, I don't know, the last eight or so weeks, you've heard plenty about this, so you can, you know, you, you know the spiel. For those who are new, though, NOAA Event Venue is in a, they're a, a venue company, so they own facilities in all the major metro areas around the country, and they have a specific setup for churches who are looking to uh, to relocate, to expand, to start a new campus whose leases run out in whatever building they are, kind of whatever the need is. And it's really a full service thing. So all the audiovisual needs, all the classroom needs, kitchen needs, parking needs, all that stuff uh, is, is built into this. So it's kind of a one price thing. They're very, they're really nice facilities, um, but also sort of middle of the road. So you can dress them up as traditional as you want or as you know, yuppie as you want, or as hipster as you want, you could hang, Mm. you know, you could hang ferns on the wall. You could put busts of John Calvin in the back corner. You could do anything you (laughs) wanted a la sojourn. Um, or you could, you know, you could, you could hang large banners with calligraphy on the wall as some churches like to do. Um, whatever your taste is, you can deck these out that way. Um, deck these out and whatever your taste is, and we'll be sure to make fun of it. So yeah, I mean, there you go. That's a given. They, yeah, as absolutely. of now, they're very hard to make fun of because they're just very, just classy, clean, nice places. So whatever you choose to do with it, we will mock. Uh, if you absolutely. go to com slash church, you can find out more about that. They have them in, you know, I think it's 20 or 30 states. So um, a lot of places across the country. So if your church is looking to relocate or is growing, check out com slash church and figure out how to, to work with them to uh to find a new meeting place piper doggone it you made me nostalgic man by talking about the moss on the wall and the john calvin bust in the corner uh it made me wonder when are we doing another live in louis baby do we have anything to tease in that regard or do we need more high level corporate business meetings to suss out when that's going to be we are uh we are we are in discussions for Ooh. a spring event in Indianapolis in conjunction with the Gospel Coalition National Conference. Um, so it'll be Ooh. a different city this time, but in conjunction with one of our favorite events from one of our favorite organizations, who pro- they, just, they provide more fodder for us than anybody, I think. Um, so it only makes sense that we would take the event to them. So it would be, it would be April, assuming we can get all the details pinned down. Ron is in negotiations on some pieces of that. So hopefully after the holidays, we'll have, we'll have more firm details. Live and indie boys. That's exciting. Um, Hey, what are, what are the odds do you think we could get, uh, TGC's resident elitist Brett McCracken to, to be in the building for that event? Mm. We could do like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 with Terrence Malick films, and I bet that would draw him <laughs> in. I love it, man. We we just need to screen a Terry Malick. By the way, Terry Malick is a lovely man. 
I don't know if you guys knew that. And and while we're talking about lovely men, I, I think this provides a perfect segue into our first uh, topic. So I don't know if you boys caught this, but People Magazine just released its list of the sexiest men alive. And um, I'm sad to report this is maybe breaking news. Uh, the three of us were were omitted from the list. None of us made the list uh, of people's sexiest men alive, which I think is just a, a grave omission. Not that I care about things like that. Of course, I. Um, it's like I they could don't care know less. how to define the words sexiest or man or alive. How else could we be left off? Dude, exactly. exactly. They must be really confused in their offices. So our, our hearts uh, and thoughts go out to uh, the good people at People Magazine who put this list together. But boys, the release of this list made me think, what if there was a, a sexiest men in reformdom list? What would that look like? How would someone get on that? Um, what would the criteria be? And, 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 you know, by way of conclusion, who would be on it? You know, who's going to be on mm. the sexiest men and reformed list and big R as our resident, um, kind of persona expert and fashion expert and diet expert on the program. Uh, why don't you kick us off? What, wow. what what's on the list? What are the criteria and who, who makes it? Well, I mean, let's just clear up one thing right now. This will be quite a different list than Jared C's list from, uh, from earlier well, this year. There, there were some sexy people on Jared C's list, my friends. I don't, I don't have to remind you of that. Um, <laughs> specifically, number – how many people were on the list? 150? 126. 125, although 126 by accident. No, 125 and 126 are both very sexy gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Ron, walk us through this thing, man. What does this look like? Sexiest <sighs> men in reformdom. I mean, this is really tough because I think, uh, you know, I feel like my mind is swirling now through the A-list okay. and uh, I'm, I'm coming, coming up, and coming up, I'm coming up a little dry right now. I mean, it's 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 oh, feeling really, really dry. I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to throw out I'm going to throw out something uh, that's going to get us started with this gig. And sure. uh, so I'm going to throw out one. He's a he's a worship guy. Okay. And uh, not not super fashiony, but I'm just going off of uh, off of the mug appeal. I'm yeah. going to throw out one Mr. Uh, Matt Boswell. Ooh, I don't know Matty Boswell. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know him Matt if you Boz. walked into my studio. I just call him Boz. Okay, let me look he, up Matt Boswell. Piper, yeah, he, I want you to respond a, to this. He has a he has a suitable he has a suitable sort of like He's got a little bit of the salt and pepper on the temples because that's one of the things about the sexiest man alive. As people like People Magazine never picks the, you know, the twenty-four-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old hunk. It's always the guy in his he's he's in his forties. Got to be a little older. Got to have yeah. some maturity. I so mean, like so, Ryan yeah. Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds won it one year, I think, but it was post forty. Like it wasn't when he was the the young guy from uh, like Van Wilder. It was the later version. Like the Deadpool <laughs> version. So, dude, look at this guy. Look at Matty Boswell. Yeah, I'm looking Boz at him is right now. Classic, kind of classic, handsome face. You know, look looks a little Ken dollish in the face in some he ways. He looks like you know Chachi I mean? from Joni Loves Chachi. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got a he's got a little like Chachi to him. Matt, Matty Boz has this like kind of early two thousands upswoop to the bangs and the in the hair, like in which. He's like 5'11 without the hair, but like 6'4 with the it. The crazy you know thing I mean? is he's like 6'2 without the hair and like a solid 6'4 yeah, with it. Yeah, he's, yeah, a he's like guy. a small forward with the upswoop of the hair for yeah, counting I that. Bozzi, I think Bozzi has to be in the running at least if we're going to start throwing names in a hat. You know what I mean? Bozzi is a, he is a sexy gentleman. I'm yeah. looking at um, 
at an album cover that has him like in sort of a distressed jacket leaning against like a distressed pillar, just kind of looking downward. Looking yeah, he's, kind of- he's a Texan as well. So he has a bit of that like he would sort of go in for the rugged ranch vibe. So not not like yeah. the chic New Yorker. He's going to be more like, you know, splitting splitting logs and roping calves Bucking and out stuff some like stalls. that. Yeah. You know, just totally, man, because he's a, he's yeah. a hardcore Texan. Okay, I got one more to add to the list, man. I'm going to go. Play it on. I'm going to roll. Next name in the hat is I'm going to roll out a little Leonce Crump Jr. Ooh. I thought of him. My my question is, is he old enough? I think he's old. I think he's hit. I think he's at least 40. He's, I don't know. Well, let me think. He's pushing. He's close. He's he's 40 ish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. For sure. Yeah. Leonce, I mean, he kind of has that chiseled face. Um, just kind of that, you know, kind of has that real kind of felt like handsomeness. I, you know, I think he fits. I think, I think we can roll yeah. with him. I think he fits that's, too. That's, I think he fits too. I think that's strong. Uh, to, to go a little bit off the beaten path in terms of, uh, in terms of sort of, sort of a non-classic look, but, but mm-hmm. a, a distinct look nonetheless, uh, Aaron Ivey. Is another one. Okay. Who ought to be another, right. again another worship guy, which makes sense because the preaching guy's not real strong in the looks or the fashion department. Um, <laughs> Ooh, look at Aaron Ivy. We got ourselves a hipster pipe. Oh, but I mean, it's a look, and it's we got ourselves a hipster. And it, I love it. Where, it, it it's where's this young man from? He's also from Texas. He's an he's an Austinite. Oh, of course he is. Look at him. Yeah, definitely an Austinite. Now, Aaron Ivy. I'm I'm looking at these images. We got the. We got we got the sleeve tattoos. We got sort of the like attractive arty wife, the passel of kids. This is good. This 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 is working for me. And the best thing about all three names that we've listed is that they're they're all actually exceptionally cool guys to hang out with, which, again, adds to the vibe of sexy. Like you can't be sexy if everybody hates you. So you've yeah, hung out with Aaron Ivy, Piper. I have. I Aaron Ivy's awesome. I would consider him a friend. He's a great guy. I've never hung. I've hung out with Boz. I haven't hung out with the other two guys, but I've always heard really, you know, good things about those other dudes. I'm gonna also add. Um, I've hung out with zero of these guys. Where are you guys hanging out with these guys at? And and why am I not a part of it? You got to you got to go to these things called conferences, baby. I mean, that's baby. I don't go to conferences. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Time. That's what I'm trying I to mean, point you, out. So here's another one in terms of just um, mid 40s, rugged, just kind of that every man, you know. Um, you know, kind of, kind of look. I'm going to go with JD Greer. Oh yeah, Greer. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he definitely fits. He's got he he's got the salt and pepper. He's got the now. The one thing JD doesn't have is any fashion sense at all. Yeah, and there's there's some pieces missing. I mean, and it's not you know again. There's nothing there's nothing that like jumps out from JD, but he's like solid. You know what if I mean? If he spent like 30 minutes with Leon's Crump's stylist, he'd probably just be at the top of this list. But instead, he's like untucked, you know, plaid shirt, jeans guy. So he's kind of like he's kind of like um, he, he's like a better looking version of Platty. And but but he's at the same time, he's like a guy that looks like I just shave my head every two weeks, throw on the first thing that I find in my closet and get out the door as quickly as possible. But just he was born with a little bit more of a, of a rugged you know, handsomeness. Dude, no, Greery, he looks like he's been in the weight room a little bit. He looks no, like he, he lifts That's from time to time. Absolutely. Um, can, can you confirm or deny this, Piper? Like when you've been in a conference with Greer, is he hitting like the hotel weight room? I, he's, he, do, he's doing honestly, a little bench Honestly, he strikes work? me more the type who has people who are like, where's the local lifetime fitness? 
Okay, yeah. So he's got that membership. Yeah, that like you can people kind of like he has me guns. Go to, he does have those guns though. Yeah. People like me he go does to have. the Hampton Inn gym and use their you know the same treadmill that's in every Hampton Inn across the country. People like him stay at the Hilton, not the Hampton Inn, and they go to the local Lifetime Fitness or you know whatever it is. People like him. You mean the president of the SBC pipe? I, I mean, mean, yeah. I mean people who you have know? people. Right. That's what I'm talking. I don't have people. I know. I mean, that's how do we get people? What? How does this work? I want people. Actually, I don't ask, want people. You just but. ask people to be around you and treat you like something. I mean, Ronnie's got a people moving to town. He can ask him to do just about anything no. shortly. Jeez. He's got a personal yeah, that's, assistant that's true. moving in. That happened to me two weeks ago at Sojourn. I mean, let's be honest, man. I it, It's all over the place for me. I just don't like to talk about it, you know? Wait, you had people at Sojourn. I can't really get into it, baby. Yes, you can. You I, have to I get can't, into it. I can't you really get, get into it. Were they people that you brought there? Were they people like? Do you have people in these in these cities? Because your your conference schedule is fairly like regular at this point. Like, do you just have a guy in like uh, you know Raleigh Raleigh Durham who's who acts as your people? I mean, I don't. It really depends on the town, but I mean, I feel like I can get myself in a place where there's going to be people. But like, that's like that's such a weird thing for me. It's just for after a while, it's like you know what, man. I mean, I can hold that. Oh yeah, it's so weird. I could I could tell you're so broken up about it. Like it's so I can, hard. like you guys, yeah. let me carry that. That's my thing. It's cool. Like I don't have to roll this way, you know. No, no, no you oh. don't have to hold. Don't, don't. I can hold my copy of Girl Wash Your Face. You don't have to do that for me. I mean, I got this. We're <laughs> Girl good. Wash Your Face. What is that? Oh, did did they give that out at Sojourn? That I mean, it seemed right up your oh. alley. No, are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? Of course they didn't because TGC wrote an article against it. They would have never given it out. So. Baby, what's Girl Wash Your Face? It no, sounds it's just like an after book, school special. Just some book that like everybody started talking about. Oh, I love it's, this book. And it's then a, it it's, a, it's like a, a, a Christian living-ish inspirational like book for women. Purple. It's by the next gen hat maker. So – or like a, the current Gen Hat maker, who's not named Gen Hat maker. I don't even Maybe just look it name, up, but. and you'll see a girl on the cover, like with water all coming down her face, kind of looking goofy and silly, and like, like girl, wash your face, you know that kind of. Thing. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, I need to just trying to throw some pop culture in there for you boys. Just sorry. Thank you, baby. Thank you I'm for trying. educating us. I'm trying. Piper, what? Do you have people? Uh, no, and I have been at one event where they tried to give me people like it was a, it was a conference and they had you know so they just like had volunteers and I was like yeah. I, I don't like having people it's very strange right. to to have yeah. people I I mean I suppose if it was just sort of your way of life one could get used to it um, mm-hmm. that that privileged status but it's a strange thing no I don't have people I, at all I I would like to have handlers sometimes. You know, just when the the press of crowds is coming at me because mm. they love the happy rant so much, and I need people to it's sort of tough, carve well, that's my a, way that's, through. But that's our live events pipe. So we we have a couple times a year where that's that's we do have to deal with that. No, that's you not listen. true. I never want people to defend me from listeners. I like talking to our listeners. I want to I want to put this out there. So if we're doing this live event in Indy, which we're doing as soon as Ron gets done negotiating these. These very intricate and complex uh, venue agreements, um, high-level business things. We don't want to bore the audience with it. But um, provided all that comes through, boys, I would like uh, for some listeners in the, in the greater Indianapolis area to reach out to us to volunteer to be our people uh, for this event. I want people. Last time it was swag. Last time it was sheet cake. This time it's, we're leveling up. I want people. I want humans. 
Yeah, so um, that's like black-shirted roadies. That's yeah, uh, someone that's roadies. One or two people who just sort of hover around and do our every women wish. Like Ted wants a diet coke. Somebody's like they're sprinting for the diet, not walking, not hustling, but a dead sprint for for said yep. diet. I don't, I don't even know what you do. You drink diet coke? Sure, I'll drink a diet coke. I yeah, feel like absolutely. in the evangelical world, like diet coke or Coke Zero is what lackeys are always running off to find. Um, sure. Absolutely, because you know nobody drinks the calories. That's why. Yeah, no, they eat their fried calories. Um, I don't even want it. I just want to. We don't. We don't drink our calories ever. That's absurd. So yeah, I mean, fetching Ronnie his Lacroix and his Youthberry tea and whatever else, like that's what we need people for. Yeah, you're bringing me back to my old school days. So I'm totally comfortable in that space. Totally comfortable. From you guys get all quiet and speechless. No, I was trying to figure out which days you were talking about. Like, was this from your 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 music career days? You had people who fetched you Lacroix. I mean, when you're at a venue, they have people that do that. So it's not like personal people, people, but it's always like there's people like that work that are on hand there that are they have did, to do that. Did you have like a writer that had weird things built in? Like, I expect this to be waiting for me when I show up, those kinds of things, because I feel like yeah, that's we something only, we also need. Like, once we have people, we need to have that as well so that we can test their metal to see. Did yeah, they always be did working they on your writers. writer carefully? Yeah, that's we right. would have uh, we'd have funny writers. Um so the problem is, like, technically you're not supposed to have a rider until people ask you to come. And we're at that place where we're still asking people if we can come. So there's the little <laughs> bit of the rub there. You know Dude, what? I, I gotta... Every system needs to be upset at some point, Ron. We need to be disruptive. All right. Guys, I got a, I got a quick rider story to lay on you. And um, I, I don't know if this will truly be, like, meaningful because I don't feel like I can divulge the name of the of the gentleman uh, in the story. But um, so my kids go to a they go to a classical school here in the area. And once a year, this classical school does a big fundraising event where they bring in uh, they bring in a speaker who's probably, to be honest, like on our level, like about, about like wherever we are in the pantheon of like evangelical fame or whatever. It's usually some guy who's on that level. But but the people of this classical uh, the people of this school think this guy is a big deal, right? Um, so they bring this guy in. They usually book like uh, I don't know the fellowship hall of the big mega church in town. And um, this guy came in, and I, I know this because KK catered the event. And th- this guy is no further along than us in terms of book publishing and fame. But his rider was ridiculous. Oh, I mean, the demands this guy made. He he. He demanded like a special dedicated green room just for him and a lot of like food and beverage kind of demands. This guy, this guy was under the impression that he was like the Beatles, you know, that he was he was this in demand <laughs> rock star with this long rider. And uh, and they gave it to him. And, and the best part and the funniest part to me was that like people were scurrying around sort of trying to cater to his every whim. And uh, I just thought it was wonderful in terms of how funny it was. And um, and then he he got up and he gave like the 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 kind of boilerplate speech on cultural engagement circa like uh, 2004. It was uh, wow. You know, it was what it was. But approximately um, how old was this gentleman? This gentleman, I don't know how old he was, Piper, but I'll give you a hint about him. He was probably 15 years ago. He was sort of. In terms of aesthetics, very standard boilerplate SBC khakis, wow. regimental bow tie. Wow. And now he's like uber tiny, wafy hipster. And he lives in a metro area that isn't Jackson, Tennessee, but 
may or may not be the sort of I may or may not know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, I think you do. We always have off-air discussions for this kind of stuff. That's right. We we, yeah. we do not gossip publicly. We only do that in yeah. private. Ron's like, let's get back to my rider stuff. I want to think about that some more. <laughs> I want to reminisce about the good old days. Um, what it was like when I was traveling and being pampered. Oh, wait, that's now. Um, <laughs> boys, we have to move on because we can't, we can't talk about sexy men all, all, all the live long day. So, Although, yeah, who are, some, who somebody's going to stumble. Yeah, somebody has to vote for somebody. Dude, know? yeah, who are we voting for in this thing? We got we got to close the loop on this. All right, so man. let's run down our finalists again. We've got Leon's, we've got JD, we've got uh, um, who was the first one you mentioned? Boz, Boz, Maddie, we've got Boz Aaron Ivy. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going with the hipster with the family that you hung out with, Piper. That guy looked pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's it's either Ivy or like or like Leon's in an upset. Yeah, oh, I might go with Leon's because he was a football player. And I I'm just, gonna go with I'm gonna go with Crump Jr. All right, it's unanimous. Crump it is. All right, we're with Ivy coming. We're going Leon's. Yeah. I'm sure his people will want to know that he's been bestowed this honor. So the Happy uh, Ranch 2018 sexiest reformed man alive. That's right. That's huge news. We gotta I'll, send um, him something in the mail, Big T. We gotta. We should send him something. We should send him a trophy. <laughs> uh, his people will want to commemorate this. This is a, this is a big you, you honor. You so heard maybe, it here first, listeners. Leon's Crump, 2018, sexiest man in Reformdom. It's uh, it's official. Maybe we can have one of our listeners come up with some kind of an award. And, and speaking of listeners, Piper, uh, I'm looking at something you shared with us in the pre-production meeting. Um, it's a graphic. It was created by one of our listeners, a very talented and gifted uh, graphic designer, it looks like. And it's called Bjorn N., um, do you, do you gentlemen know the graphic that I'm, that I'm referencing? Well, I, I sent it to you, so I know it. Yeah. So it's, it's baby versions of the three of us, um, lashed to the chests of various people who are wearing Bjorns. And I don't know. I think it's delightful. What do you guys think of it? Uh, rarely does something I am sent make me genuinely laugh out loud. And that one did. I, I Absolutely. got a real hearty chuckle out of it when it was sent to me. Yeah, that was nice, man. That was nice. Um, something that I that I didn't get as hearty a chuckle out of, but I was I was equally intrigued by uh, was a tweet that you sent, Big R, in our pre-production meeting. And I'm just going to read this, okay? I'm going to read this verbatim, um, and then I'm going to ask you a couple of follow-up questions, okay? Because I'm I'm super intrigued by this. Uh, here's the tweet. It says this: People have asked, when are you starting a church in Nashville? When will you come to Texas or Boston? Well, dot, dot, we just did. I'm so excited to announce our newest location. And this is the part that sounds like irony to me. This is the part that sounds fake. It sounds like a like it was in a Ben Stiller movie. I'm excited to announce our newest location, Church Home Global. Church, <laughs> Church Home Global. <laughs> the location, question mark. The phone in the palm of your hands. What is this, a church and, for ants? It would have to be yeah. at least three times that size. <laughs> exactly. It's Church Home Global, Piper. The location is the phone in the palm of your hand. And the tweet came from one Judah Smith. Now, uh, I've heard this. Judah, <laughs> say Judah, Judah Smith. Smith. Judah Priest Smith. Um, <laughs> I've heard the name Judah Smith. Uh, I feel like I should know who that is or care about who that is, but I, I don't. Uh, on he is, either, uh, he's Carl Lentz West. Oh, he's Carl Lentz West. Oh, dude, is he really? I didn't know that. Interesting. Uh, I mean, maybe not quite Carl Lentz. He, he clearly doesn't have the same lats. 
but uh, yeah. but he has the same safety goggles and general. He's got sort of that that West Coast hipster, which is a little bit like paler, doughier, just not quite. <laughs> they're, they're, they're much more like night creatures as opposed to the chic right. East Coast hipster like Carl Wentz. But they're more or less the same church leader. No, oh, I love it, dude. I love this. So uh, I'm, g- I'm going to look at some pictures of Judah Smith so that I can get uh, a sense for what you're talking about. But there was another there was another tweet here, uh, which I assume is still Judah Smith talking, although it comes from this uh, this gentleman da- named Derek Rishmawi. Um, but I assume he was clo- quoting Judah Smith. Am I right about that? Big R? Yeah, he's he's sort of saying this is ridiculous. He's saying yeah. this is ridiculous because I feel like that's a thing that he does. Right. I feel like he's too smart of a guy to be wooed. By Church Home Global, but he in the palm uh, the, of your hand. In the palm of your here's more uh, Judah Smith build quote real tactile relationships through the quote lobby of the church that you access through your phone, so that you don't ever have to leave your home. And this is Derek Bushmawi being, uh, or I just butchered the last name. He's being ironical here. Uh, you don't ever have to darken the door of an actual physical location in your own community with people who could be your real life neighbors. So. Boys, what do we make of this Judah Smith Church Home Global development? I just have to say I'm a huge fan of the name. Anything with global in it um, <laughs> is a big winner for me. That's a big corporate, huge winner. Baby, who's uh, the big winner? <laughs> baby, Church Home Global is the big winner. Judah Judah's the big winner. Judah wins. Um, what do we think of this, baby? You're, you're a man of the cloth like Judah. What do you, what do you think of this development? I mean, if this one's so easy, I almost hate even like hitting on the, you know what I mean? It's like, so it's so obvious. It's so easy that, and again, it's not even new, which is this whole idea of online church, but like the way this guy's promoing it is that they like, apparently they have this, they have this station at like the home, like the home office of the church, like the, like the main Mm -hmm. campus. And then all you have to do is log on on your phone and then people will come up to a screen and you can like connect with them like the morning of when they do their service. And so, I mean, for I mean, for him to like talk about that, like it's some great thing, like you don't yeah. have to leave the house. You can actually have relationships because of the person that's standing in the lobby for that four minutes before the service starts. And you guys can what, like chat about like what? Like, what are you going to chat about? The same crap we chat about with most people in the lobby of church. So how is your week? How are you? I'm tired. Me too. How are the kids? That's just that stuff. Just real tactile relationships. So you can, yeah, you can have your own banal chit chat uh, via via the phone in the palm of your hand. This seems revolutionary. He's pitching it it like, okay, this is what's dumb. So like we can make fun of like the whole deal about all oh, that's not real relationship. It's not tactile. I mean, all that's true. But like I love him thinking that people are actually going to engage like that. Like that's something yeah. that people are literally going to take the time. Like you're going to walk. That's your home church. You're going to walk into the lobby and you're going to be like, hold on. I got to spend a few minutes with my friend that like lives, you know, across the world so that we can chat before like the sermon start, like the service starts. It's just so yeah. it's it, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's combining like the concept of an internet cafe with right. church, which to be clear, the internet cafes are <clears throat> are things that people use in developing parts of the world where internet is not accessible everywhere. If I would like to interact with somebody via a digital device, I can do it from anywhere. I don't need to go to a station at a church to do that. Dude, it's an the internet whole thing. cafe. I love the I love the internet cafe idea. It's very Dude, like Jason Bourne. I feel like they were going into those in like the Bourne, the first Bourne movies. 
Yeah, what, like, like 40 years ago? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, yeah, they're, they're, like, tracking their location. They're like, oh, they're in the Internet Cafe on 42nd and 3rd or whatever. And Dude, that's so right. Then, and then he's, the he's like, vans convene. The other day, and I literally, like, I'm driving through the downtown, and it literally said Internet Cafe. Dude, and, I love it. It begins, like, what are they talking about? You mean, like, my phone? Like, what do they mean? Dude, the whole thing, this whole idea is very early 2000s. In that it involves the Internet Cafe, and it's called Church Home Global. I love this. Judah Smith is like he's, – um, he, he's right in that early 2000s wheelhouse. Um, very good. Very, very good. Uh, no, nothing, boys, li- nothing like reinventing the obsolete in church. Absolutely, man. We got to – never see that. You never We got to keep our eye on this. Hang on. Before we, uh, before we shift topics into our last one, I want to I have a look at Judah Smith here. Uh, give me a second. These, this is one of my favorite moments is Ted Googling whoever we're talking about just to hear his aesthetic impression. These are the, these are my okay. favorite moments. Here, here's what jumps out at you about Judah Smith. And I don't have to tell you boys this. The, the, the glasses that are so deeply ironic and ugly. You know what I mean? He's wearing like uh, the kind of aviator glasses that like your dad had in the early 80s. Um, except he's wearing them ironically. This is wonderful. Um, when in the yeah, video, it, his glasses were so big and so thick. I genuinely thought he was wearing like the safety goggles they give you in shop class. I was waiting for something to happen on that video with like sparks flying or sawdust or like a paintball gun or something. And uh, nope, it's just a style, I guess. Dude, I see him here. There's a Judah Smith picture. He's on stage and he's preaching in like a Toronto Argonauts, like leather letterman's jacket. Um, I would, did Judah play for the Argonauts? I wonder. Uh, In which case, I would guess, have to become I'm a huge guess fan. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no, given every other single thing about him. Um, but maybe, maybe that seems uh, about but, as likely as Ron having played for the Toronto Argonauts. Easy, pal. Easy. He could have been a kicker in that single easy. bar face mask. You know, exactly. Exactly. Boys, I can't help but notice that when I Google image these gentlemen that Google is encouraging me to get out and vote. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded that there's an election going on today and, and, and politics are in the air. I so heard. Uh, I know, right? I hadn't heard. Um, this, was, this was tossed out in the pre-production meeting as a potential topic. Um, we, as a group, I think we, we kind of jumped on it. Um, I'm scrolling up into my notes. Uh, is there a way to touch on the election or anything political without being boring or to bring a fresh take to it? And Ron said, let's try. Uh, and Piper said, I'd be interested in hearing what it's like in your places of work, respectively, among college students and churchgoers. Let's start with Big R. Um, what, what is the political climate like at Substance among churchgoers? And then I'll, I'll have some things to say about college students. Uh, dude, I don't, even, I don't even know. Okay, so I don't talk about it. I don't really engage much with it. Um, our people kind of, they don't, you know, so this is like small town culture. Everybody's kind of, they're kind of, they tiptoe around it, right? They, so, they, so the they last political, the last it. political thing you did in the pulpit was when you chopped up that Nike stuff and then lit it on fire. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I was when I, just, when I'm I, just trying to figure out the lay of the land here. Right. When I burned all the Nike, all, all my Nike gear that yeah. I use. All your Nike, all that all, stuff. All my Nike gear. I put it in all, I put it in my Nike bag and then I created a <laughs> Nike fire. And I just, I just burned it. You did Nike All zipper and lit the whole wear, thing right? on fire. That's yeah, right. so I don't know that any – everybody's a little quiet about it. And I think um, without sounding too self-important, 
I think that it's because I don't touch it much and I don't talk about it. So um, it's just not a thing. It's a non-issue. Yeah. It really is a non-issue around, around our around our parts. Around our Interesting. System. So Do I don't you know. Wait, wait, wait. And, and at, you know, answer this carefully. Way to come hard with a, with a strong take, Big R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> answer this carefully so as not to throw anybody under the bus uh, as the pastor. But do you have people in your church who try to, like, drag politics into things, whether it's, you know, they're over for dinner or it's a small group and they just, they sort of turn things political? No, but I have, like, there's some people that, there's some people that want to know, like, um, like it's especially like, you know, older people that are, that are, you know, kind of relocating from other towns or churches. And they're like, so, you know, are you going to hand out voter guides? Are you going to, you know, are you going to do some of that kind of stuff? And so we'll get some of that, you know, and we don't, I don't do anything like that. So there's a little bit of like, well, how do we inform people? And I'm like, well, there, there is that thing called the, you know, the internet and we, you know, people can. Yeah. Don't you, don't you just say you have an internet cafe? Internet cafe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We do have it. We do it. We meet. We meet in the Substance Internet Cafe every week. But yeah, so I don't know. We get a little bit of that, and uh, everybody's really disappointed when I tell them we just don't go there. So that's what's mm-hmm. going on. Hmm. That's the deal. That's the non-sexy answer I have for you. Yeah, that's that's the non-sexiest man alive answer. Exactly. I'm not on the list. I mean, nobody voted for me. So you know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Piper, what does it look like in your workplace? Oh, it's a don't ask, don't tell environment and don't talk about it. You know, I mean, you can have conversations with coworkers, but no public anything. And I mean, technically, I think you have to be really careful in any workplace, because if you are seen to be pressuring somebody or, uh, you know, hassling them because of their political views, that's like a fireable offense. It's discrimination of some sort. Um, yeah. I also work in the South in a Southern Baptist environment. So I, per- I consistently put my foot in my mouth politically. <laughs> sure. Because I state things as if they are fact, because I believe them to be fact about various political issues of which I'm not going to mention specifics. And my assumption is that anybody who I'm talking to will see things somewhat similarly to me. And then, you know, they like pull out their MAGA hat and put it on. And I'm like, oh, mm. <laughs> whoops. So, yeah, the, you know, I, I've learned to sort of uh, to back off that in the workplace for the most part. Yeah. You're yeah. a wise man, Pipe. You're a wise man. Uh, I think I'm a, I'm a likes to be employed man, whether or not I'm Absolutely. Wise. I think we're all those that yeah, kind of there's, man. There's a benefit to employment, and I've learned it, and I'd like to hold on to it. There you go. Let me tell you what I've learned about politics working at a college. Um, and my students know that that I don't care about politics. And um, and we we've, we've we've talked about that. So the students in my program, they're they're comfortable with that. And they know, you know, and I do care about it. I say I don't care about it, but that's just a hedge against like being disappointed. But anyway, the hedge against caring about it, it's the hedge against caring about it. But uh, there are a couple of there are a couple of programs uh, at any university uh, that you can kind of set your watch by the political environment in those programs. And to those programs, because I am white and middle-aged uh, and and straight and a Christian, I'm the devil. And it's just really interesting to, to, to see sort of the odometer click over from, like at one point I was the young professor, you know what I mean? So I was exempt from sort of middle-aged white Christian heterosexual deviledom but like i'm i'm strongly in that category now like they they look at me and they're like ah just another middle-aged white man you know 
and it's it's disappointing. I have to tell you, it's disappointing. I miss being you the need, young. You need to get a T-shirt that says something like "White and Woke" just to just to defend yourself to that crowd. Dude, I don't know how to defend Dude, myself. So I don't think bad. there's. I don't think there's any defending myself. You know, I I just but you can see Ted wearing one, woke, right? Man, that's can't you just that see him strolling through campus wearing a white and woke T-shirt? <laughs> yes, underneath underneath his underneath his Montreal Alouettes letter jacket. Exactly, <laughs> I love it. Montreal Alouettes. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, that's my problem, boys. I, I can't I can't get my head around this issue and how I'm gonna how I'm gonna workshop this like persona wise. Um, because to a certain segment of the campus, and it's really just two programs. Like I'm, I'm the I'm the white middle aged devil, and there's nothing I can do about it. But I so, mean, what? But T, hold on, man. I mean, yeah. don't you? I mean, this is like a private university, right? So aren't they? Yes. Aren't they? All, aren't they all kind of leaning the same way? I mean, is it? I think like, in general they're they're all probably leaning the same way. But I think any any university anywhere, like the, you know, there there are a couple of departments that are going to lean the other way. Gotcha. And, um, well, especially, and yeah, the, and especially the, at liberal arts schools because, uh, because there, there, you know, there are there are cultural studies, there are more vocational studies, there are all sorts of things. So it's not it's not like a Bible yeah. school where everybody is told like you must view things this exactly. way. We we had the same thing at Wheaton when I was there in terms of yeah the, the leanings from right to left politically and and socially and things sure. like that. Sure. And it's one of the things that's great about the school, to be honest. Like I wouldn't change it, but. Uh, but yeah, it just makes for that like kind of uneasy shift into, gosh, I wonder when I transitioned from like reasonably cool young professor to like white middle-aged devil. And it's a very subtle shift. I, w- I wish someone had put out like a pamphlet or a press release or at least sent a memo to my office to let me know when when the shift happened. Um, yeah, they need, they need to like throw you a tweed pers- party next time where it's like, congratulations, you've entered the ranks of bow ties. Now everybody of a certain group and age will ignore you, right. roll their eyes at you, or despise your viewpoints on things. Dude, right. And they're already doing that, to be clear. But it would just be more clear if I was wearing the tweed and, uh, and some of the other accoutrements of of <laughs> of, of that. Uh, of that. Maybe people. Judah Smith can release a video and help you out with that big team. I need to speak with Judah. I need to go to an internet cafe and go to his glasses instead of like your, you know, your teal framed, you know, the glasses that you've been sporting, like they're, they're, they're staple of the Ted look. But if you, you know, if you move to the safety goggle glasses, would people look at you differently? Dude, I need to, I need to go to like shop class and get some safety goggles. Um, I need to head then to the internet cafe and link up, uh, remotely with Church Home Global and Judah Smith, so that he can give me um, some advice on my fashion. So that so that maybe next year, boys, dare to dream. Maybe I make the people um, sexiest evangelical reformed man alive mm. list. Um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to dream goals, too big man. here. But life goals. Yeah, these are life goals. But boys, uh, Ron is a busy man. His uh, his dance card is full. Um, he's back home in Ashland, reacquainting himself with the community and, uh, far be it from us to keep him from that. So, uh, boys, we have done what we always do on this program, which is to wander to and fro throughout these topics. And until next time, Rachel, the held Evans, the happy rant is brought to you by resonate recordings. If you go to resonaterecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. 
Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.